Linda Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello there. Welcome back. I always feel like I'm talking to myself when I say that. <laughs> I guess I am. Anyway, welcome back if, if you're there as well. Uh, it's good to be back. And uh, got some catching up to do, I guess. Um, those of you who keep an eye on breaking news, uh, let me know when, uh, the if and when, um, any big Supreme Court uh, cases come down, verdicts. They don't call them verdicts at the Supreme Court, do they? They call them, what do they call those? <laughs> I'm so well rested, my brain is still not back. Um, so decisions, right? They just call them decisions. There are some big ones expected today, including uh, the census citizenship uh, question. Um, so let's keep an eye out for that. Um, I was sort of out of it, literally, for about five days. Uh, one of you caught me in a giant eagle on Friday and said, I thought you were on vacation. I said, well, I am. You know, it's possible to be on vacation and still be here, or not here specifically. Uh, but I uh, found myself driving through... I really am trying to avoid uh, air travel. I really am. I, For someone who all her life has hated uh, long car trips, I'm into them now. And I actually enjoyed them. I drove across the state, uh, and it is a beauty, and into uh, New York State, which is a beauty, and into uh, Western Massachusetts, which is beautiful. I mean, th the country heading east from here, uh, avoiding all major cities, is so damn beautiful. And uh, so that's just a, a, a pleasure uh, to behold. And then with you know the ability to listen to a book or whatever you want, and uh, to control your environment. It's pretty wonderful. Um, some questions, though, when you, you're in the remotest seeming areas of, of the state, that uh, Pennsylvania area, you know, and I can't say how many of these I saw, but there were definitely more than one there'd be all of a sudden sort of a ramshackle single-story building um, on the side of the road, and it would say, exotic dancers. <laughs> and I'm, th I'm thinking, I wonder how they define exotic, <laughs> because... Be somebody from uh, you know the next county over coming in. I mean, I don't know. And can you imagine? I am sorry, but can you imagine the women who are in those places? And when they don't say exotic dancers. And you wonder who's anywhere to come and see. It sometimes says live dancers, which is even more unbelievable. Because <laughs> what would, I mean, what possibly would be, what are they trying to, do you understand what I'm saying? We have live dancers as opposed to what? confusing to me <laughs> so these places with live and exotic dancers 
in the middle of nowhere with no other sign of civilization. And, and that's what our civilization has to offer. Wow. The other, maybe in, in that same line, um, I have a satellite radio and it went out at one point and I was left to tootle around on my car radio. Oh my God. And I do, I do put the emphasis on God. I swear, every single station was about Jesus. They were either singing about Jesus or they were shouting about Jesus or they were everyone. And every once in a while you'd hit a like a station that was playing country music. Other than that, Jesus. Gee, and I you know, I found myself saying, Jesus. What? Between the exotic dancers and the Jesus, 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 Jesus. And you realize, I mean, that's when you do see that the life, the life I live, perhaps the lives you live as well, are so, inhabit such a different universe than folks who don't live in cities. And you, it's not surprising there's this sort of urban-rural divide. I mean, we're living in absolutely different environments in every way. And I understand that they probably feel assaulted by what they see on their televisions and this woke culture coming at them that they that is as exotic to them as any exotic dancer they ever they ever saw. Strange, strange, strange. Uh, but again, not flying over stuff, but sort of being there. Um, I think you get a a better feel for not only the breadth of the country geographically and its beauty, but how separated. Um, our experiences are, how different. Anyway, some of the things I was thinking when I was tootling around. And surely I'm not the only one who, when crossing a, a little bridge on, um, on a highway that has a sign, bridge may be icy, um, doesn't say, why don't they take those things down in the summer? I mean, it's so silly. It's it's like 95 degrees outside, and it says bridge may be icy. And I, I, I can't, just because I'm who I am, I always have to talk back to them. You know, bridge may be icy. I, I doubt it. Although it's, I guess the maybe makes it, a perfectly reasonable sign. The only other road story I have is that driving back into Pittsburgh late Thursday afternoon, I was in Westmoreland County where uh, there were a number of establishments that said exotic dancers, by the way. And I saw such black clouds that I was heading into and I thought oh that looks pretty daunting and then the lightning strikes geez because you're on these wonderful hills you're going up and down and you see lightning and I remember saying to myself I got rubber tires I was feeling safe I got rubber tires hello but then the rain started, and my God, it was such a deluge that I um, did something I rarely do. <laughs> I surrendered uh, to the weather and, and pulled 
pulled off the road. I, could, I couldn't see a damn thing. I couldn't even see a damn thing when I was pulling off the road, hoping I was even off it. It was, it was something. And then I see that those lightning strikes I was watching, because it was exactly at the time that the story says it happened, that two beautiful young kids were killed by one of those. Bang! I mean, they were going straight down. And they were scary. I got scared. I did. They were, there was something so frightening about the power of that storm. And to think that while I was pulling off the road and thanking God for rubber tires, those two beautiful children were killed. So those are my stories from the road. I will not bore you further. Um, I pretty much stayed true to my pledge to avoid keeping up with the daily horrors. Um, and, and I do recommend it. Oh, man, I do. I do. You'd be surprised how you can tamp down your... Uh, your your curiosity, your, your 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 seeming sense that you have to know what's happening at every minute, you don't. It continues to happen whether or not you're paying any attention at all. So, I read, I read and I read and I read and I read and I read, and I'm almost done with. Uh, Jesus, see, this is what scares me. My brain, my brain. God help my brain. Uh, I was saying to somebody this weekend who was having trouble coming up with a name, and she's m more than 15 years younger than I. And I said, you know, it. I love it when somebody younger than me has this same, same difficulty. <laughs> but you could see she was really panicked by it and um, there is no doubt as we age our, our ability to to extract specific names things you know things you absolutely know but I don't know what is it that the I mean the, the analogy I'm always thinking of is that I'm sorry, but the brain is so full right now, given all my years and all of the reading I do. It is so full that it gets harder to retrieve. It's as if, you know, you're stacking books upon books upon books upon books and sliding things in between, and then you have to, like, find them. I think it just gets crammed so retrieval becomes more difficult now i'm sure a neuroscientist would say uh that's not what's happening <laughs> that probably it's just things ain't firing as as quickly i mean without a doubt i miss my missed my shot at ever being on jeopardy because the thing about uh-oh uh-oh Amy's looking at me like, uh-oh. Uh, hi, Lynn. Everything, and this is from a media savvy guy, I know. Everything okay? Getting a temporarily offline for maintenance message. Ah, <laughs> uh, does that mean no one's hearing me? Um. I'm going to respond to him and see what he says. Uh, what? Will somebody let me know if you're hearing me? <laughs> Shit. Um, 
Lynn at pghcitypaper.com. Lynn at pghcitypaper.com. No one's saying hi. Uh, and I need somebody to let me know you can hear me. And obviously, no one is, so I don't think anyone's hearing this. Uh-oh, somebody hears me. <laughs> I'm just sitting here in, in, in quiet. I'm sorry, Gigi, but why doesn't... No problems here, Gigi says. Okay, then I'll keep going. I'm mixed up. If and uh, And I'm loud and clear in Dubai. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but Jonathan can't hear me, and he's a media-savvy guy. I wonder wonder what that's about. And I have a caller. Huh? I have a bunch of callers? All right, everyone is hearing me. I'm great in Ohio. I'm listening. I can hear you. You're okay on YouTube. Geez, thanks. Ray, all clear. Thanks. Where were you guys there for a while? You're always waiting for somebody else to tell me, huh? Thank you. Okay, I'll, I'll continue, uh, you know wiggling my vocal cords and I was just gonna stop um, we have a call or er, hello hi caller hey Lynn hi Lynn it's Jeff yeah. I was just calling like everybody else to say you're coming through loud and clear it just sounds good and uh, I'm for what it's worth for your techno technological stuff I am listening on an Android phone so who knows if it's a matter of device because you know as you're going through YouTube and everything else who knows what could happen nowadays. So, But, yeah, I'm listening loud and clear, and I'm interested in your story about driving across. <laughs> and to me, upstate New York is just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. The one thing that drives me crazy is it's not like their weather is mild or anything, and their roads are pristine. They're not potholes, or, you know, at least the last time I was up there. I don't know if you find the same thing. Um, yeah, I did, well, I can't say because I drove across a bridge across the Hudson River that was really in need of major repair. So that's one that, I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, so w w which part of the Hudson River were you at? Did you go up by like uh, West Point? I was the, like in the Catskilly area, Catskills. I don't know where I, you, okay, yeah. you think I know where I was? I literally, it was only when I got home that I like looked at a map and was sort of shocked at where I'd been. I have, I, you know, when I, when all of a sudden it said, welcome to New York, I thought, New York? I, I thought it was going to Massachusetts. I mean, it's, I mean, I am, <laughs> ge I am geographically challenged. It was all a big surprise. Well, those are really fun trips uh, when you just kind of like go and yeah. find stuff and are surprised by that kind of stuff. That's cool. Yeah. So, and well, did you stop in and see any of the exotic dancers? No, because what in the name of God could a place like that be like? I mean, I don't know. I've seen these places too, and it just like really cracks me up. They got billboards, big billboards for them. You know, and then then you find like you know, three miles ahead, exotic dancers, and there's this little shack there. Yeah. In a base, I think it's a lot for like for like truckers, you know, for lonely truckers or something. That's the only thing I could think. So do you know, think so. like there's some poor woman sitting in there waiting uh, for somebody to come uh, in? I mean, what? I don't even. Lynn, don't get me started. I will start to offend people oh. about like you know okay. tattoos on their calves, kind of thing. You know, it's a uh, okay. So. I will let you go and continue on your show. I just want to let you know that you're coming through loud and clear. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Talk nice, later, bye. nice hearing you. Bye. Um, thank you. My God, I've got 700,000. But isn't that funny that none of you did And it, it, right off the bat when I asked? Unless it takes long to get. Maybe my email is slow. Who the hell knows? Thank you. 
So I was, it's a good thing I didn't say anything when I thought I was off air, you know, like something that I'd live to regret. We have another caller. Hi, caller. Hello? Yes, good morning, Lynn. Hi. Oh. Hi. Yes. Good morning, Lynn. Yes. Do you hear me? Hello? Oh, shit. I, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I'm, I thought I, I, I heard somebody else's voice. Oh. Hey, Lynn, I was just saying um, that uh, I have a cabin up north in, in northern Pennsylvania, and it's a beautiful part of nature, and it's um, a cabin in the woods. But the, the, the crazy thing is, as you're driving up, and I knew this last time driving up to the cabin, all I would see is, once you get out of Pittsburgh, Trump signs all the yeah. way up, and especially up in the, in the Kane region area. And I looked at the numbers and statistics, who voted for Trump, who voted for, just to see, for, I knew what it was going to be. It was like 72% voted for Trump up in that area. They love, they just, it's. I know. I know. It's a, it's, what I'm saying is, we're in a crazy country. I mean, it's. The city does for the city is it's, like you said it's completely contrasting. It's not nobody's good or bad. It's just the country folks look at it different ways, a completely different viewpoint than the city folk does. Because I can see it up the cabin. There's good and bad in both both areas. It's great to be in nature, but at eight o'clock everything shuts down. You better be you know you're done. You're in your cabin. Wait, so, you don't have you know, any Fox News. You don't have an exotic dancer place. Oh, there's 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 a, there's there is, frankly, as you say, along almost by the well, – I think you said by the truck stops. There's little shacks up there of exotic dances. Yes, there is land. They what have, is, they how have, do they define uh, exotic? Well, probably from, like, another town over, like That's you said. What I mean, I what, it's, it's these mothers are going to come in, maybe put, and probably put, like, a bathing suit on, shake their boots. I don't know, unless they're going worse. I don't want to think about that. But just to titillate the guys, for lack of a better term, and – I don't know. Drink beer, and that's their entertainment. You know, I I, I don't know. It's a, but you know, I, the, we talk about like Norway and these other countries. Yeah, they live they live much better standards, but they're much smaller countries. Our country's so diverse and so huge that how do we? I mean, I'm very left to center, and I would think we would go to more of those programs. But you can see these this other parts of the country don't don't agree with us. No. <laughs> They they totally have a different reality and and you know and yes. there's there's parts of their reality that I find uh, wonderful I mean as you say exactly. the quiet and being out in nature and not the cacophony of crap that you know the city can can give you but but then the, the only thing about the country folks they suspect everything's bad in the city like it's terrible right I don't even say to my wife oh my God he's a nurse. Aren't you afraid of going to Pittsburgh? And it's like, yeah. they're, they're afraid you're going to get robbed, raped, and killed. It's like, right. know, they don't know because they're out in the country and they, they have guns and they think that everything's in the city is chaos and it's bad. Right. Right. You've got to be careful of the city folks. And it's like, guys, we're not, we're not doing that. Some, some here, we have crime, yes, in the city, but it's not chaotic. We're not going crazy. You know, we... No, but they you can't pretty nicely in the city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Much better than the country folks. We're not suspicious of everybody in the city. I think it's it's more we have to get along because we're closer in proximity. We can't be shooting each other with guns. We, <laughs> right. In the country, you can go outside shoot guns off, and people do it all the time. I mean, I'll be sleeping sometimes in a cab, and eleven o'clock at night, people are shooting guns off. Okay, it's scary. But and then you wouldn't even if you go out and start yelling at people shooting guns at night. No, no. No, definitely you not. You'd be quiet. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you sure do. Yeah, zip your lip. Hide under the bed. But, uh, I'm, glad you had a great time. I'm glad you had a great time. When, uh, Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're back, and it's good to hear you. And um, you, always, you always tell my stories, and I, you, know, you showcase the country well by telling my stories. So I'm well, looking thank forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you, Lynn. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. <laughs> I do want to say I was sort of... I had girded my loins for the Trump sign stuff. Saw one. That's all. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but and I was I was really in Nowheresville a few times and off the main, you know, it wasn't like I was on a I got off on little country roads on occasion. Um Wow. 
So, uh, the beauty of the country is, is just mind-blowing to me. I always thought that my, where I came from, my home state was beautiful. I'm sorry, doesn't hold a candle to uh, the hills and the, uh, but the forests. There's just so much greenery. Okay, I just, it's just, it's good for the soul. It really is. Uh, I could do without all the the dead animals um, that are just. It's an ex extraordinary uh, number of dead animals on the sides of the road. That that freaks me out. But anyway, enough. Enough. What should we talk about? <laughs> Some stuff. Every once in a while, I'd read something um, that I thought, oh, I got to rip that out because that'll be something they... I did get the newspaper on a daily basis where I was, but what I did, and I even had a guy who gave me the paper one day, and he said, I really advise you against reading this. <laughs> I said, I know, I know, and I'm not going to read the troublesome parts. I'm skipping over all this new stuff. I'm going straight for sports, arts and entertainment, you know, featureish stuff. That's where I'm going. Book reviews, do all that stuff, but I, I won't. I won't. I won't. I caught a glimpse here and there, but mm. so I here's a book review, actually. Um somebody wrote a book called How to Become a Federal Criminal. And, um, you know, not that that's somebody's dream, but what's so, it's a funny book, intended to be funny. It's written by an attorney who uh, makes a point of literally going through these law books after law books after law books, the United States Code, all the laws that, Congress has passed, all the things that are there, and he looks for stuff that is, of course, absurd. And there's tons of them. You would think at some point people would do this and, you know, clean it out. But it's very easy to be a federal criminal, and thank God a lot of these things are not, uh, are not enforced. Unless, of course, you're a black man, <laughs> probably. Um... There is actually a rule against feeding, this is a federal law, against feeding an unskinned wolverine to a dog at an Alaska National Park. Now, that begs the question, right? What person witnessed such a thing and was so appalled that, and somehow had what? The connections to get this somewhere into a crime bill? I, and don't you dare ever feed an unskinned wolverine. Skinned, that's okay. An unskinned wolverine. An unskinned badger, that's okay. But an unskinned wolverine to a dog right here on this acreage in Alaska. You want to do that, you go to Montana. Stuff like that. You got to love that stuff, right? So he's got a whole book of, of it. And here's, here's one I love. You know when you buy bacon? Now... I sort of, you know, look, because, see, I'm Jewish and technically not supposed to buy bacon. Um, I grew up in a home in which we never had pork. We didn't keep kosher, but we didn't have pork and ham. I'd never even tasted it for till I was, like, out in the world. Um, 
But I realized that there were times when my mom made Canadian bacon. She would never buy that regular bacon. But I think the Canadian bacon she thought wasn't really bacon, and she liked it. And so I had had Canadian bacon, not American, strippy kind of bacon. Um, but when you buy bacon, there's always a cellophane window, right? Stop and think about it, where you can see the bacon. Unless you're buying already pre-cooked bacon, because those come in like boxes, I think. But if it's raw, uncooked bacon, there's like a little window where you can see the bacon strips. Correct? That's because there's a law. There is a federal law. There is a law that mandates that you, the potential bacon buyer, must be able to see at least, get this, 70% of a representative slice of what is in the package through a window. Window in the packaging. And so if, you know, I'm telling you, if you got it in for the grocer and you come across some bacon and you can't see 70% of a representative slice, you can call federal marshals. You can report that. What else we got? Uh, you know, the... You can't keep a walrus as a pet. Hey, speaking of that, when I was gone, there was that alligator outbreak here. I think it started right before I left. There was one. And then when I was gone, there were like two other, three alligators found. Um, you're walking a dog. You're walking your dog down a sidewalk in Beachview and a five-foot alligator comes out of the bushes. Boy, that would be some serious cognitive dissonance. I can't even be... I, People are nuts. Oh, look at this little alligator. Let's bring it home to Johnny. He'll get such a kick out of this little alligator. Look how cute. Let's see. You are prohibited from selling a 10-inch frozen cherry tart. <laughs> a 9-inch cherry tart frozen? Okay. But a 10-inch frozen cherry tart cannot legally be sold in this country, okay? And that's because that is getting really close to a frozen cherry pie. Now, obviously, this is the kind of law where you know some friggin' lobbyists for the frozen cherry pie industry actually spent probably hundreds of thousands of dollars to get someone in the Congress to get this into the... Uh, into the United States uh, Code. Uh, I and and you know there are you know like the mommy state as they say always looking after our interests. Um, you if you are marketing a sprayable cheese. The very idea of sprayable cheese so offends my Wisconsin dairy state roots. I cannot even, I can hardly say. It's like, a, it's like, it's that offensive. But there is actually rules about sprayable cheese. And if you're marketing this disgusting product, sprayable cheese, 
um, you have to have a warning on the bottle of sprayable cheese that tells the person who's about to spray the cheese not to spray it in their eyes. You know, which brings us to that whole thing of directions I, um, on products. And I, I remember once actually reading the directions on my shampoo. And, you know, it said wet your, I, I think it said, yeah, wet hair, lather, rinse, repeat. Okay. Well, yeah, that, I was on that before they told me. But then, a friend ages ago pointed out, you ever noticed in a recipe, you've gotten through all this, six teaspoons of that, a tablespoon of this, chop that, blah, 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 you put them in the oven, you've, you've sautéed stuff, you've thrown it all together, you have been working on this thing with a thousand different uh, elements, and uh, you're finished. But there's always that one last, one last instruction that he pointed out. And it's just one word. And it's, it's serve. And when he saw that his recipes ended with the word serve, he found it extremely funny because he said, can you imagine? You've done all this and your guests are at the table and we're sitting and we're eating and all of a sudden you realize that the entree is missing and the person who has slaved over that thing all day says, ah, oh, damn, I forgot to serve. It is uh, against the law to tease a wild animal in a national park. You can get up to six months in prison. I'm for that. Um, and I'll leave you with one last one. Uh, you cannot wear a postal worker's uniform. Ever. It's a federal crime to wear a postal worker's uniform, including, get this, on Halloween. If you got some kid who wants, Mommy, Mommy, I know what I want to be for hell. I'm going to be a postal worker. Fine. If you want to raise a federal criminal, go for it. Um... Bob in Braddock says, it's not surprising you drove past the part of our state, Pennsylvania, that has people who are Christian supporters of you-know-who, a guy who once bragged about grabbing women by, <clears throat> and when you consider you have mostly exotic in an area that has mostly exotic. Well, it is, there is stuff where, yeah, it just doesn't all fit together. They're listening to this Jesus crap all day. They got these exotic dancer shacks. Um, yeah, they love a a guy who brags about grabbing women's private parts and pays off porn stars and screws around on his wife and has five children by three wives. and Yeah, that guy, but they love him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if any of you, this might not make any sense, to those of you who didn't see it, but there was this uh, HBO series uh, uh, called Chernobyl, and I, I recommend it if you have a strong stomach. I mean, it is well done, and I think historically pretty correct. And, you know, I, my sense of Chernobyl always was that, you know, wow, some incredible meltdown that killed a whole bunch of people and... Uh, other flora and fauna, and um, could have been worse. 
But I never had a sense of how that could have been worse, really, was. I mean, it could have taken out half of Europe if they hadn't gotten the fire in the core of that reactor under control. And a lot of people gave their lives heroically. These are people who should be known. They saved tens of millions of human beings knowing they were sacrificing their own lives to go in. Nobody knows those guys' names. I mean, somebody does, but those should be global heroes. But anyway, it shows the... um, in the Soviet Union, the the reaction of the government is to cover it up. You know, heck no. They they were even going to pretend it didn't happen, but of course, this radiation started showing up all over places, and Geiger counters were going nuts in other countries, and so it got out that there was this mess, and um, it doesn't make the Soviet Union looked particularly good. It's true. I mean, there's, there's heroes, and there's these people whose only sense was protecting themselves and the state, not the people. So I came across this, and it talk about different perspectives. So the Soviet Union is no more. It broke up not long after that. And um, we've got Russia, the largest component of the Soviet Union. And the Russians are enraged by this series. And I believe the Kremlin has uh, told whatever producers there are there to... uh, we're going to do our own series on Chernobyl because that was a hit job by the Americans. So I came upon this um, opinion piece that was in uh, one of the Russian newspapers about the HBO series Chernobyl. And listen to this. I mean, I just... Talk about rural and urban. Try this, Russian and American. This is by Dmitry Steshin. It is no accident that HBO launched its hit miniseries Chernobyl this year. The disaster at the Soviet nuclear plant, which killed dozens of people, Displaced tens of thousands and spewed radioactive fallout over nearly 40,000 square miles happened in 1986. So why release Chernobyl 33 years later? It's not a round anniversary date. Well, (laughs) here's the reason. It is no secret that all American films are propaganda either of the Stars and Stripes triumphant variety or the social engineering type, featuring, get this, a black one-legged lesbian, a black and white married couple, a pedophile priest, a gay lead, and a white cisgender bastard. In this case, the motive is business. The U.S. is desperate to prop up its own Westinghouse Electric Company, an ailing nuclear energy firm that declared bankruptcy in 2017. Rosoram, the Russian state nuclear company, has dominated the global market for safe nuclear technology. The firm has snapped up contracts to build 22 reactors in nine countries over the next decade and could soon enter the European Union, unable to beat the Russians in business. The U.S. is instead trying to undermine our national success with a television series portraying Russians as reckless and stupid 
people who staged an unprecedented ecological catastrophe in Europe. Chernobyl is a crass attempt to sow mistrust in Russians and Russian technology. That's how they see it. That, that whole series, Chernobyl, is an attempt to prop up Westinghouse, <laughs> which... And I, I don't know. I had dinner with some friends this weekend, and my friend whipped out three $20 bills that had all been stamped with Harriet Tubman's face over Andrew Jackson's face. This in protest, of course, of Mnuchin and Trump stopping the rollout of the Harriet Tubman $20 bill. And we've talked about this. This guy put this stamp together, and you can... Just stamp right over Jackson's face, and lo and behold, it's Tubman. And you can do that. And, and I said, oh, my God, you got one of those stamps? Yes, she said. Well, I was so, so I ordered one yesterday. And I can't wait. I'm going to get, you know, go to the ATM, get a whole bunch of 20s. I'm going to stamp those. We got to get those things out into circulation because some people are just going to be freaked out they will i love it we got to get the harriet tubman stamps out you can you can find them believe me um and who is it the new york times uncovered that even though Mnuchin said we're not going to be able to get this uh these dollars out during uh trump's uh tenure and they're thinking six more years, right? Can't do it. It'll be out in, like, when they say, uh, 2030 or something. I mean, just ridiculous. He said some stuff about, um, well, we're doing, you know, make sure that it can't be uh, counterfeited. This takes time, blah, blah, blah. The New York Times actually found, got somebody who, who showed them that the Bureau of Engraving uh, and Printing had already has an engraving of the Tubman $20 bill. It's pretty much ready to go. And uh, a current employee of that uh, Bureau of Engraving uh, who said, uh, I'm anonymous, I'm anonymous because, you know, I'd be in big trouble, said that they have seen uh, the the um, engraving while it was being reviewed by the Secret Service as recently as May of last year. So that it's far along in the process. And now everybody is pretty clear that Mnuchin is doing what people who serve our president often do they're trying not to upset him and as you know Andrew Jackson is his favorite president and Harriet Tubman when he saw a picture of her the president was heard to say who'd put that on a $20 bill So Mnuchin, the story goes, is delaying the Tubman 20 because he fears that Trump would move to cancel it outright, to just stop it, which would, of course, create um, unnecessary trouble and controversy that the people around him are forever trying to um, avoid. I'm being told that Gloria Vanderbilt has died. Poor little rich girl. 
Uh, that's Anderson Cooper's mom. She had a tough life. The poor little rich girl. I'm sure you'll... Will but clearly was very close to her son, and I'm sorry to hear it. I mean, I got a lot of stuff here, and I'm just not sure where to go. And no Supreme Court stuff's come down? Eh? All right. I, they're going to let that census question in. I know they are. I just know it. Here's some stuff I learned from a David Brooks column. According to a 2018 Pew poll, and Pew is a, about as reputable a polling uh, business as there is, according to a 2018 Pew poll, 29% of Americans, so almost a third of Americans, say they believe in astrology. And I got news for you. That is more people than belong to mainline Protestant churches. Okay? So people who look to astrology as, you know, informing their, their lives, their choices, the decisions they make, the people they hang with, I don't know. What's your sign? I'm sorry, guys. I... I ain't buying it. And if you look at young people, 18 to 24 years old, the percentage is almost half. Almost half of Americans 18 to 24 say that astrology is somewhat or very scientific. Dear God. Brooks is writing this because he's seeing that in times of transition and instability, uh, which is what we are in, there is always, and you can see this if you look at history, people turn to something that will answer questions for them. And now that often is religion, but Brooks is pointing out that that's not what people are doing now. They're not going to traditional religion. They're going to astrology. They're going to Wicca. Witchcraft is the fastest growing, and if you call it a religion, because its adherents do, it's the, technically the fastest growing religion in America. Wicca, witchcraft. Today it is believed there are over a million Americans that if you ask what is your religion, they'll say Wicca or some other neo-pagan. Okay, so we got the astrology one-third, you got the million and growing uh, witchcraft adherence. And then he decides, oh, oh, no, and here's something funny. He said that during, and I don't know how I missed this, during the Kavanaugh uh, hearings, uh, 13,000 witches, people who subscribe to Wicca, 13,000 witches who call themselves resistance witches cast a hex on Brett Kavanaugh, who now, of course, sits on the Supreme Court. I just want you to be aware of that. And then he points out that the next great spiritual force that is really rising and I to me this is the biggie because it is even or taken me 
is what he calls the mindfulness. Now, mindfulness is not a religion. So I'm not sure if I'm agreeing with him there. Mindfulness is something that a lot of people are, it's, it's, um, People who meditate are doing mindfulness. Meditation is a, a mindfulness practice. Mindfulness is nothing more than just being where you are, <laughs> being present where you are, trying to stay aware in the moment. And, and, you know, if you do that, not letting your thoughts race ahead or or not blotting things out with, you know, pouring music or social media into your head. Just be where you are. I, I do subscribe to that and try mightily to do that because I can see that it is something that helps me reduce the sense of stress I feel from living in this totally toxic culture. So I'm not doing the astrology, I'm not doing the witchcraft, but I am doing the mindfulness because mindfulness makes sense to me and I don't see it as a religion. But I do recommend trying to stay in the moment. <laughs> So that means if somebody's talking to you, you're really there. You know, you're listening. Most of us don't listen. If you're walking the dog, you're walking the dog. You're not one of these people walking the dog and talking on your cell phone or walking the dog and listening to music. You're walking the dog. You're seeing everything that's around you. You're hearing the sounds that exist in the place you are in. You're just taking it in and not altering it. And to do that is, I find, extremely stress-reducing. Stop the racket. <laughs> I actually don't feel safe walking um, walking outside uh, with headphones on, uh, listening to something. I don't feel safe doing that. I don't feel safe in a car if the music is up so loud that you couldn't like hear a siren. Um, my whole sense of security is of being aware of my immediate environment. And so I, I think when people clap stuff over their ears and are taking in something entirely different than what exists where they really are, that then they're really vulnerable. So I sort of like to be <laughs> aware, you know, not blotting things out, but clearly I am part of an increasing uh, minority of, of people. Well, okay. Um, sorry for the little glitch at the beginning there. Um, I'm glad you can all hear me and I don't know what was wrong. Um, and Stay away from those exotic dancers. That's my uh, my advice to you. I wouldn't go near a place like that. And um, I guess Susan will be on the show tomorrow, as far as I know. I haven't talked to her in a while. Not even sure what state she's in. Um, but we'll we'll see. And um, and I guess that's it. Uh, I guess we're back in the saddle again. Okay. Enjoy your day. 
and uh, see you tomorrow. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.